0: Peter Sherman with you, Alex Pearson, the normal host, regular host. I don't know if she's normal. She's back tomorrow. Uh, so we have this incoming government. You might have heard about it here in Ontario under Premier-elect Doug Ford. They are in the transition stages as we speak, maybe maybe even actually as we speak. A lot of meetings, round-the-clock meetings as they choose cabinet and decide what their priorities are, all the rest of it. Swearing in is in about two and a half weeks. Summer is for... Um, I suppose, acclimating, and this fall, the legislature will look pretty darn different. Uh, And yes, you certainly could say different. And the new way um, has not shown itself as yet, but some people are getting very worried. Uh, Parents with worries, particularly about how sex ed goes and others who were counting on new rules pertaining to childcare are beginning to wonder what happens going forward because the things that they were hoping for and expecting Uh, have not materialized or will not materialize because of different kinds of promises made by Premier-elect Ford. Carolyn Ferns has been a fighter. She wants affordable, high-quality child care for Ontario families. Carolyn is policy coordinator for the Ontario Coalition for Better Child Care, and she says the fight is gearing up again. Carolyn Ferns joins me by phone. Hi there, I guess you didn't vote PC. PC
1: uh not myself no uh, but i do understand many people did and it's a new day we've got a new government to, to work with and child care advocates are going to be hard at work making our case once again for investment Well,
0: i guess you care. are because you, you've got a government that uh is in a, a large majority situation which means nobody's going to be unseating them anytime soon four years mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. so i i guess i have to ask you the question did you understand that one of the reasons people wanted Doug Ford as premier in the first place was that he promised to stop spending money that we really don't have?
1: Um, that might be one of the reasons that uh that people people voted PC. I think there were a lot of a lot of reasons in in this election uh, that that people voted the way they did. Um, and anger with the current government over a number of issues, none of them really being child care, which was talked about a bit at the beginning of the election and, and then was kind of swamped by, by other issues. But it's a really important issue, um, to, to working families and it's a really important economic issue. And that's what I think we need to, to understand. We need the government to understand, um, but what I was hearing um, on election night from, you know, the parents and early child educators that we work with was really fear and uncertainty um, about what comes next for child care. Um, and that's not just, you know, what was in any party's platform on child care. But we're talking about things that are already underway. Um, the government was, had already committed, was already, you know, we have already seen building in communities 100,000 new childcare spaces. That's not something that was in a party's platform, that's something that's happening. Shovels are in the ground. And we have parents worried, you know, will that child care center that's opened in my school, will it still be there next year? Is the one that's that's supposed to open in the fall, will it still be built?
0: Or will and it even be a child care center when they redeploy it if that's what they're going to do?
1: That's right. Educators worried, are they going to lose their wage enhancement funding? Um, so all of these kinds of worries. And I think that Any newly elected premier wouldn't want to inspire fear and uncertainty in the minds of, uh, you know, young families and the minds of early childhood educators around the province. Um, so what we want to make sure, uh, the new government hears. Is that you know shovels are in the ground building these hundred thousand childcare spaces, and you know the childcare is a vital community service in our province, and uh, you know not somewhere where you're going to find a whole lot of gravy. You know what you're going to find is uh, you know people, local people, hard at work um, in nonprofit childcare centers, serving our families and serving our children.
0: Well, you're you're. Uh, obviously a strong advocate for this, and for that, I my hat is off to you on the one hand. On the other hand, I'm here to ask some tough questions, and there are mm-hmm. people out there, and this is one of them, and they'd say to you that uh, they don't want early childhood educators who are unionized uh, oftentimes, most times, providing high-quality daycare and early childhood education if they have to pay for that. How do you answer them?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that kind of boils down to the question that you know you often hear from uh, from people who are opposed to childcare, which is, why should I pay for other people's children, right? Yep. The short answer to that is it makes good economic sense. The short answer is the economy. E- childcare is actually an economic triple win, right? Because it helps parents to go to work, it helps businesses retain employees, so they may have spent years training up and then could lose to the struggle for childcare when they become parents, right? It also directly creates jobs in the childcare care industry, and, uh, which then goes on to create a ripple effect in local communities' economies. And if the quality of child care is good, then it has a very positive impact on child development. So it's actually a program that makes good economic sense. One of the things that was so frustrating in the election was that it seemed when Doug Ford talked about childcare, say in the, the last debate, it didn't sound as if he knew the sector very well at all. Um, saying things like, you know, government-run childcare, There's actually no child care in the province of Ontario that's run by the provincial government. They're run by local organizations like the YM, YWCAs, or, you know, Compass Early Learning and Childcare Care in Peterborough or Superior Children's Centre in, in Wawa. These are community, local community organizations. Um, so it was frustrating to see that lack of understanding about the sector. My hope is that, you know, going forward as he puts together that, cabinet group you know well maybe some some other folks around the table would be more eager to learn about uh you know childcare in the province of Ontario well, what, I think and he, what it does for families
0: yeah i think i think he i'm not his apologist by any means but i think what he sees himself as is a ceo and there's no question he's got a learning curve and i've been in the legislature myself long enough to tell you he does and and he'll he'll uh he'll he'll get there but in the mm-hmm. meantime his party made some promises but the promises amount to from what i can see some credits towards the choices parents make for their children mm-hmm. using either licensed or unlicensed daycare full mm-hmm. stop period that's a far cry from what we were hearing from the liberals or the ndp
1: mhm mhm yeah so certainly i mean that was the the one uh, bullet point that was given to the you know the issue of um of children uh, was this creating a, a refundable tax credit or a, a tax rebate for, for child care. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of, um, you know, concerns about that uh, approach um, with good reason. I mean, we actually saw, um, you know, we saw that kind of approach to child care at the federal level um, under Stephen Harper. And the problem with it is it doesn't do very much to help parents afford child care. Um, now, they say it's a 75% tax credit, but when you look at the fine print, that's the maximum that any family could possibly receive. The amount of funding that they've said they'll put towards this tax credit wouldn't actually go very far if you spread it across all the families that would need it. So there's some math problems there. Um, and the other problem is that it doesn't actually create any childcare spaces. It's all well and good to say, you know, here's a uh, you, you know you're going to get some here's some money tax credit, yeah. um, you know, come tax time. But if you can't find a quality child care space for your child and maternity leave is over, you know, good luck that, that tax credit isn't going to do you very much good. If you're on 12 waiting lists for child care.
0: Well, it sounds right? like, like your group is, is fighting mad. If I, if I may <laughs> say, and, and this seems to me, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm a guy who brought up kids 40 years ago. So yeah. I'm, I'm saying from my perspective, it looks like a, a fairly city centric centric problem, more than one outside mm. of the city. It, um, it, Everything costs so much in Toronto, uh, somewhat so I suppose in Ottawa and London, but elsewhere, houses and daycare and travel are pretty well in line with the normal uh, rate of increase of, of all cost factors and salaries in unison. Am I correct or not?
1: Um, in childcare, that's actually not really the case. I mean, it's true that Toronto has the you know that that reputation of having the highest childcare fees in the country, and that's that's very true because the cost of rent here is is expensive. But good childcare is always going to be um a, an expensive service to to operate. There's no way around that because it's a labor intensive service. Um but the good news is that it actually pays for itself because of the economic benefits that I I described before. So, um childcare fees can actually be really high even in small towns and you know we have members as i said from from Windsor to Wawa in in many small communities in uh, across ontario um who who run childcare programs and you know who serve those families one of the things that i'm kind of worried may get left behind in this is actually a government initiative to look at what would be innovative approaches that could work for childcare for uh rural communities to improve the childcare options there um or to improve childcare options for say families who work non-standard hours so those were, you know, things that were in the works, you know, that the government was looking at. And, uh, you know, I'd hate to see all the good work that, you know, not, not the government, but the good work that people in communities around Ontario have been doing for years and parents have been advocating for for years. And we just don't want to see that getting...
0: Uh, no, I, I hear what you're God. saying. and I hear what you're saying, and, and were I in your position, I would probably feel exactly the same way. But here's here's the bottom line, and you can react to this, and then we're out of time. The new government scored a victory. Some child care advocates are saying it's devastating to families, but it's a landslide victory, and Ontario seems to want it. And when I say want it, we're talking about... Um, I don't know that I can say cuts because I don't know what they are. Um, I am saying holding the line. And I would suspect that some of what you're advocating for is just not going to happen in the near future.
1: That's very possible. But we heard from the – one of the things we want to have clarified is we heard – um, from the PCs during the election that they would honour the 100,000 spaces that are already being built across Ontario. Those are shoveled already in the ground. And that's the kind of work that it would make no sense To lose that kind of work. Um, It wouldn't make economic sense, it it just wouldn't make any sense at all. Um, So we're really hoping that, you know, this government will uh, be able to understand what childcare does for local communities, for the economy, for parents, and for, you know, the little kids that we all love in this province. And, uh, you know, we hope that we can continue to, to advocate for that program going forward.
0: Carolyn Ferns, keep on fighting.
1: Thanks very much.
0: All right, Carolyn, you too. Carolyn Ferns is policy coordinator for the Ontario Coalition for Better Child Care. Peter Sherman for Alex Pearson, Global News Radio.